this is a really cool series, at least the first season of it is, uh, in the first movie. Um, but it's really problematic from a mental health standpoint. And, like, there are some parts of it that I think are okay, but there's also some parts of it that are like, wow, like, you're killing people that are mentally ill and portraying them as criminals. <laughs> yeah. That's awful. Welcome back to the Anime Summit Podcast. It's your favorite host of the most, Sam the Bomb, Paula Chiguala. And of course, with me every week is Danny. Hello, hello. Knockington. Hello. And for this week's topic, we're talking about mental health and anime. And of course, to do that, we brought in world-renowned Dr. William Nation. How you doing, Dr.? I'm doing great. How are you all? I am. Uh, I'm doing great. I'm uh, glad you're on here because. So let me just start this off, okay, Doctor. I have this rash. I don't know if you can see it. But no, <laughs> He's not that kind of doctor. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, close enough. PhD. PhD. Just take a look at it real quick. Maybe you should Google it. Go to Doctor Google, Sam. Just take a look at it. No, I'm. No, seriously, uh, Dr. William Nation, everybody. Um, he is a psychologist. And, uh, right? I'm not a psychiatrist, a psychologist. Yep. Yeah. And yep. what is no the difference, by the feels. way? Um, I'm more of a, like, tell me about your mother kind of a doctor, less than a, like, take this pill doctor. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's the difference. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. And I remember because it's my psychiatrist who prescribed me these meds I'm on right now, originally. And, like, my therapist or psychologist is like, what's your beef? And I'm like, ground. I use it to make hamburgers. Duh, you idiot. Anyways. <laughs> um, no, that's, yeah, so you're a psychologist, but, like, what's really cool about what you do is, number one, you're a fucking nerd. Number two, you <laughs> use that in your work. And, uh, yeah, like, Pretty much all the time, always. Which is fucking cool. Like, is that something you coined or whatever, right? It's like a thing you came up with, right? Um, Yeah, it's something that uh, certain parts of it I've been sort of on the forefront of. Um, And also, there's a lot of people out there that are kind of just starting to have the same idea at the same time. So some of that's sure. just luck. <laughs> sure. So we're going to get into that with, uh, with Will here and uh, in terms of anime, right? And... Uh, uh, more recently, you were at Otakon, and which Danny and Kai and and Sen and Hentertain and all them were, and uh, they didn't go to your panel, um, but uh, they wanted to. I know Danny wanted to, and they yeah. didn't make it. But um, we can talk about that in anime because we're, you know, that's what we do over here is we just talk about anime. I mean, you're actually doing stuff, whereas me and Nick and Danny are just yelling about cartoons. But like, that's what's kind of cool. I mean, I do that too. Okay, well, that's well, that's to see it, then it works out. That's then yeah. now we can collaborate, cohabitate, celebrate, emancipation, proclamation, celebration, nation, that kind of thing. <laughs> so that being said, I mean, let's just get right into it, huh? I'm the first I'm gonna tell you about this. Then you go to links.animesummit.net, and uh that's where you can find every possible link to subscribe, listen to. There's the the Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts links there. 
the YouTube where you can subscribe. Uh, my favorite link on there, though, is the Discord. Uh, you can join the Discord like like Dr. Will did today, and he's in there right now talking to us and hanging out. Um, so, I mean, you know, that's fun. You can do that. Also, um, the Shopify is now open for patrons. So if you're a patron, um, you know, it's open for you guys right now. I put up a vi- my latest Patreon post was to I put up a video on how to get into the Shopify with a password. Um, so patrons get early access. So if you want to get early access to the Shopify for two weeks, starting today until October 1st, um, or yesterday till October 1st, um, uh, you can become a patron, and get early access to the merch, or of course you don't have to become a patron. You can just wait until October 1st to get into the store and get some cool shirts and stuff like that. But Patreon is also an awesome way to get other perks, early things, episodes drop early. If I finish editing them early, they get dropped early for you guys. Extra exclusive content, exclusive podcasts, things of that nature. So, um, until then, uh, and you know, until October first comes around, I'll remind you when the Shopify is open for everyone. Okay, so uh, some 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 logo shirts on there. You know, it's a basic logo. There's a mug on there right now. There's some other cool Weebery shirts that we're gonna drop. Just general Weebery, you know, not necessarily Anime Summit stuff, but um, and uh. But just like, you know, cool anime things and jokes and memes and such we'll, we'll do in the future. So that's really fun. And then, um, Doctor, really quick, if you can tell us where we can find your info, link in the description, of course. But like, if you want to tell people where we can follow your work or subscribe to whatever you got going on. Yeah, absolutely. My uh, YouTube channel is Dr. Goblin on YouTube. It has pretty much every presentation I do. Um, So you can go back and look at things. Um, I also post special topics and stuff about the work and things I'm publishing. Um, There'll also be links and stuff if you want to get in touch with me uh, via email and stuff. That'll be in the description. Um, Also, you can check out uh, my website, williamtnation.com. And my private practice website is Adloquium Psychological Services. Um, So if you're interested in psychology-related topics in terms of clinical stuff, that'd be a good place to find me. Hell yes. Thank you. And again, link in the uh, description of this episode uh, where you can find that. Okay. Um, Other than that, let's just move right into it. Question of the week. Nick, what do you got? All right. This week's question is from Hunter Tain. And he asks, if you were able to have any manga, light novel, etc., animated for the first time, what would it be and why? And no, you can't say Fists of Summit. Mappa will pick that up eventually. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's a good one let me think about it just for a second just because i've been getting into a lot of new manga lately and um let me think about that for a minute because i don't know because uh, some of the stuff that i was some of the manga that i did think about like even a couple of years ago now have anime so like yeah a lot of a lot of the uh stuff is getting anime now yeah that's kind of like the thing now right because i've been obviously like 10 15 years ago they would never you know, anime adaptations didn't follow shit as closely as they you would, you know, studios would do it now. So it's like, I don't know. I'm trying to think of a recent when I started reading where I'm like, yeah, that should be an anime or maybe the one. OK, I'm I'm going to say the the most recent one that I would probably would love to get animated. It It probably is going to get animated eventually. And I'm really excited for that um, is. Dandadan. Oh yeah. Um that, Oh yeah, you guys like that one. Uh, right? Yes, we love oh, it. Oh, it's yes. so good. It's so good. <laughs> it's great. 
<laughs> it's supernatural, you know, ghost spirits and aliens. Like what more can what, what more can you ask for? Like Yeah, it's literally both. It's really good. Um Yeah, that's really good. That's a really fucking good one. I've always said that I wanted an actual adaptation of Crows because they did like an OVA a while Ooh. ago. They did an OVA like in the 80s and it was like, you know, it was an OVA. So it was like really bad. Yeah. Right? You know, so like it wasn't like an actual adaptation. Like an actual series. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I would like I would like that. But I mean, if the question is one that's never been adapted, adapted, adapted before. um, Maybe Goku Rakugai, just because that's like one of the ones I'm currently reading. That's really fucking cool. I, that Goku Rakugai is, is so fucking cool, man. I love it so much. Um, and maybe Kindergarten Wars. I wouldn't be surprised if we get an anime of that soon, though, because it's pretty fucking funny. Uh, Kindergarten mm-hmm. Wars is really funny. Um, okay, no, you know what? I take everything back. Nyankis. Let's go. <laughs> Delinquent Cats, two of my favorite things. Delinquent Cats. <laughs> of course. What about you, Nick? Uh, I was scrolling through the my anime list. I don't know why we don't have a Yasumi Poon Poon yet. Oh, yeah. That's supposed to be super depressing. So I haven't read it. I can't really comment on it. But what I have read some of is Yotsuba. That we should have. Oh, you I think, bastard. I think you took is... mine. Oh, I'll change my answer. You talk You talk about Yotsuba. You talk about that. I, I got another one if you need it. So we're good. Oh, okay, nice. Okay. Actually, I can't really talk about Poon Poon because I haven't read it. I think the guy who made it... Uh, Inio Asano. Oh, he made he made the what else did he make? Uh Dead Dead DDD Destruction. Yeah, you guys read that. Oh, Asano, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Poon Poon would be a good one. Um, I haven't read it. It's supposed to be super depressing. So yeah. I don't know. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. Yeah. Don't know who would make it. What about uh you, Will? Yeah, so uh, Yatsubo was going to be one of my picks because um, I think it's just like I love wholesome series and I think it'd be cute. Um, the other pick, which this is kind of cheating because it's going to be an anime. It's in production is uh, Tis Time for Torture Princess. Oh, dude, oh Trisha started reading oh my that. Fantastic. My, my partner Trisha started reading that. She thought it was really cute. You had me at Torture Princess. <laughs> <laughs> Putting the, the title and then being like, it's the most wholesome thing of all time is a wild disparity. And I love it. Yeah, great. Oh, my another God. Oh, no, we didn't, we didn't mention Innocent. Another one that I probably would love to get adapt, adapted would be Blue Box. We read that in Manga Club, too. And I'm caught up and it's so good. I want it. Wait, Nick, did you say Innocent? Adapted. Yeah, he said disagree innocent as well. Disagree. I don't know if I would want innocent to be. Adapted. Well, they'd have to do. They'd have to animate the crap out of it. <laughs> no, yeah, no, yeah. They're no one's gonna get that right. Honestly, it's I, gonna be. So I don't know. Weird. I think I feel like the only way you would be able to get innocent the way it looks would probably be like Studio Orange to do like three D animated. Oh God, no! It has to be <laughs> traditional. No, I I have a I have a I have an idea of how they would do it. You just wouldn't. <laughs> like, just I mean don't. that too. Yeah, like, like, just don't leave it. Please. I can't. I can't. Honestly, I I can't picture innocent getting it's, adapted. Yeah, no, like it's, I can't. It's, I can't. It's it's too, like, oil, like oil paints and all that. Like I can't. No, nope. 
Sorry. Oh, they should do catch these hands also. Do catch these hands. I would love to see an anime. That'd be that. cute. That'd be cute. Yeah. Okay. Good question, Huntertain. You're a bitch. What's your answer? That's what I want. To, that's why I'm not now. I'm at, now we're asking you. What was your answer? Good question. Um, Danny, wife, and husbando. Uh, it's gonna be Will's pick. So, Will, what are your waifu and husbando picks? Uh, yeah, these are important. I know when you get to know somebody. <laughs> uh, waifu pick Saya from Dagashikashi. Oh, um, nice. Oh, nice! I love that one. That's so nice. Good. One five, and it's like I should have picked that for my type. waifu. Like, I everything about it works for me. Great, love it. No change is necessary. Um. So that would be my waifu pick. Um, first time I read it, I was the manga. I was like, "Yep, that's me," and didn't need to investigate anymore. Um, she has my, the fang. That's all you need. The fang. <laughs> yeah, for me, it's the it's like the jewelry. It's like the the vibe of the look. Because uh, I'm, you know, a non recovering emo kid. So like, yeah, she's <laughs> like a stylish country bumpkin. <laughs> yeah, look, and I am I am from Texas originally, so that kind of thing can reach me in my soul. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So that's my waifu pick. My husbando pick is actually uh the Hell Lord from. Tis time for t- for torture, princess. Uh, ah. Like wildly weird looking, intimidating, and he's also like solidly great dad, real cute, relatable. Like he's just like, oh man, there's this new burger I wanted to get, and like I would have to drive all the way across town to get it, but like I really want to though. And I'm like, yes, man, <laughs> you're speaking my language. Like that would be a good relationship for me. Nice. Good picks, man. I did not know they were making an anime of that. I'm excited to watch that now. I'm gonna tell Trisha about that. She's been having a lot Coming of fun in January, allegedly. Oh, okay, so we're on winter, winter, winter block. Yep. Nice one, nice one, mate. And of course, y'all know that uh, the doctor is first time guest. Okay, so what's an anime you love, anime you dislike and or hate? Uh, real quick, give us the one v one. Solid. Uh, so my favorite anime of all time is Evangelion. Yes, I know. Nice. It's stereotypical. I nope, became a psychologist and I love It's mine anime. too. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. No notes. That um, makes three of us. Yeah. Yeah. Nick's favorite. <laughs> now we get to bully Danny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Me and Nick. Me and Nick, works, man. me and Nick love it. Yeah. It's great. Just yell the loudest and you always win. Yeah. Um, and then anime I hate. I actually hate Gurren Lagann. Oh, come on. Oh, so oh, you'd bad. be Kai's best friend because he doesn't like that one either. We gotta get you to talk to Kai. <laughs> yeah, no, clearly. Look, the ending was bad. I tried to watch it. My friend like showed me the first two episodes and I was like, eh, not interested. He's like, okay, we'll watch the first like five. You have to watch them. Then he's like, oh, we'll speed forward to win. Like, oh, we got out a spoiler bleep. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. It's like, ah, uh, and then, like the ending is just so bad. And it like invalidates. Like I watched the whole series, tried to love it. I was in it. I was ready. The ending happened. And I was like, man, I hate this. <laughs> like, why did I watch this whole thing? <laughs> Dang. Haterade. Hey, that's good, though. Fair, you love yeah, it or fair. you hate it. There's people who love it. Good so. take. Good take. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hot, spicy, but good. We love spiciness on here. We love when people's opinion is different than ours, obviously, because um, a lot of the times we agree with each other, but a lot of times we disagree with each other and we yell at each other about it and people seem to like that. So um, anyways, Danny and Nick, you guys are wrong about everything. Uh, I'm right. So fuck you guys. All right. Evangelion sucks then. Oh, come on. Well, okay. Hold on a second. Hold <laughs> Hoisted on. by your own petard. Hoisted by your own petard. Hold on, bitch. No, I'm just kidding. Um, 
Well, actually, that's funny, uh, Will, because I actually loved the rebuilds, and Nick didn't enjoy them that much. You know what I mean? So that, that was kind of one. Yeah. That was kind of one thing that we. I liked aspects of them because me and Nick are probably. I mean, me and Nick are probably the biggest, and, and my cousin Remy Mario are the biggest. I, the I consider the three of us like the biggest Ava fans that I personally know, and. Nick didn't enjoy those like me and Mario did, you know, or Kai did. Even. Oh, what what are uh, Dr. Williams' opinions on the rebuilds? Yeah, well, quickly, like, just real quick. What's real, your real what's, quick? Yeah, yeah, what's your opinion on the rebuilds? It's uh, I like all of them in different ways. Um, I sure. think the, the rebuild did some things that I really enjoyed, and then there were some things that I was like, eh, I wish they wouldn't have done that. Uh, oh, okay. My favorite part though is that Evangelion will keep getting made until Hideaki Ano dies, um, and then probably after he's dead too. Um, so we'll get endless adaptations and versions to like debate about until the heat death of the universe oh god they're gonna destroy it like star wars and not, every man. other property oh, yeah. <laughs> I hope not. oh yeah i can't wait i can't, Just I cash can't wait everything. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for that uh, yeah well, uh even gallon you love Gurren lagagan Gurren lagan you were not a Gurren lagaga <laughs> Lady Gaga, I watched that. Lady you weren't a fan of Lady Gaga. We get it, okay? Yeah, she had the one record out. Yeah. It was okay. Yeah, she's um, <laughs> me dress. Yeah. So, okay, Doctor William, you are a psychologist, and uh, you know you kind of answered our my first question earlier, I guess, in the episode. Um, but I mean, now it's kind of kind of your main focus of your profession now, and obviously, you offer, you know regular services of course too like you know without the nerdy stuff in it but most of the sure. time you are doing it with the nerdy stuff with your that's almost your main thing right like with the D D. yeah and, i will say a lot of the time yeah it's uh it's you know at least a decent amount of my week and uh you know a lot of the clients i see have some sort of you know nerdy aspect to them that we talk about for sure and I will say this, I haven't played D&D since I was in high school. And recently I did like, uh, I started a one shot with some friends and, and my partner. And it was, it was, it's super fun right now. I'm drawing our characters right now. Super fun. I was like, man, I, can't I think one shot's the way to go because you're done in, in a day. Yeah. Yep. This, this that's one my, we're doing right now. That's my preference. This one we're doing right now. He, you know, he came over a little late, so we have to do it in two sessions. But yeah, like it's super fun. But I mean, that's super cool, though. And I do want to mention, it's no secret that the three of us have talked about our mental health. On, well, maybe mostly me and Danny, Nick, not as much. But like, obviously, there's so the, the community that we've cultivated in our discord is like very open, obviously. Like, it's, you know, it's very like, there's no judgment here about what y'all are going through. You know, we hope that you guys use our podcast to like, hopefully take you away from all that and have a good time and forget about things. And hopefully we're a stress reliever for you and that kind of thing. Right. And very open community, you know, not like a hundred percent open door policy. Like obviously I'm not a doctor and, but um, you know, it's, it's uh, we don't, we don't feel alone in there, you know? And so I think it's kind of cool that you're on here talking to us now, because obviously I've, I've been pretty open about my mental health on this podcast numerous times um, or even on solo casts I've done on the Patreon channel or whatever. So how do you, I guess I would say like at Otacon 
and I don't want you to repeat your whole fucking panel from Otakon on here. I was like, you don't <laughs> have to do it if you want. Yeah, yeah, because you're going to upload it on your YouTube channel. I know you told us that earlier, but um, what was that panel about? Like, because I, I know Danny was there. She told me, but I forgot. Like, what what were you talking about at Otakon? Yeah, so the cool part was at Otakon, I did, I think I did like four or five panels. Oh, um, shit. Most of them were about mental health. Um, so first one, um, I talk about hikikomori, uh, which is actually what I wrote my dissertation on. Uh, it's like social isolation. Um, the reason I got started in doing that research was anime. Uh, and so I kind of talk about the anime stuff that got me into it and the real world like mental health components of that. Um, so that was first one I did. Um, I also did a workshop about communication skills, um, helping people talk to people in their lives about anime, um, especially when those conversations can be difficult or problematic. Um, talked about that. And then we uh, I did a panel about uh, mental health as it exists in Japan um, and how that influences the anime we watch, uh, because, you know, a lot of anime we watch either are overtly or covertly affected by mental health of creators, of culture, of you know, watchers. Um, so uh, I something I educate people about in terms of, as I know it, uh, how things happen in Japan and uh, what we might learn from that from watching our favorite anime. Well, an example, right? Evangelion. That's like a big one that a lot of oh, yeah. people talk about, like the Ano and what he went through and all that stuff. And uh, right. But like, not even just, man, sometimes I just wonder. Um, you know, we were talking about Innocent a second ago, right? And like, uh, you know, watching Shinichi Sakamoto draw. I just wonder how he. How he looks at the world when he's drawing, you know, it's kind of interesting. I kind of want to poke around. So it's, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, you admire an artist so much you want to poke around in there. Right. Um, oh, yeah. But I will say that there's some uh, shows and things also that I think lend themselves. Like I question how this person perceives reality. Right. Like. uh uh, I talk about psychopaths on my YouTube channel a couple times and uh Robucci is a good example of like he does weird things in his series and like some of those things might want to be examined, but you know, that doesn't mean he has a problem. It's just an, a psychologically interesting uh creator created creation relationship. For sure, for sure. So I know you mentioned Evangelion was one of the ones that kind of uh is one of the ones you cite as kind of getting you into. Is there any other anime that you you use an example when talking about mental health? Is there certain things where you're like, um, or is there a certain anime that you cite where it's like, oh, this one is a good representation of this or what you're going through or that kind of thing? You know what I mean? Like, um, full oh, yeah. dis- full sure. disclosure, right? Like, well, for example, let's just say this. All right, um, I have bipolar, so. Mm-hmm. If I were in your office and I said, I've been dealing with this really bad, you know, um, and there was an anime that you would cite to be like, oh, well, this is how this character dealt with it or something. And you wanted to recommend it to me or how would you approach that, I guess? Yeah. So sometimes it's kind of like you're describing. It's uh, related to something specific going on for somebody. Um, Sometimes they bring it up. Sometimes I bring it up. Uh, You know, I certainly haven't seen everything in the world. Um, sure. Sometimes it's also like you build in an example that resonates for people or it's something from my own life. Right. Like, uh, you know, I've definitely experienced depression and Evangelion's a really easy way to talk about that. Or, uh, 
uh, in my dissertation, I cited uh, Welcome to the NHK uh, because it's an actually pretty accurate depiction of Hikikomori in anime. Um, and I also cited uh, Sayonara Zetsuba Sensei uh, because it has some like uh, pretty interesting uh, mental health content. In it. And that's actually one of the first times I saw the thing I ended up studying in a series. Uh, so it's an, a nice like closed loop in that way. Uh, sure. But, you know, they don't always come for me. <laughs> sure. And for the record, for the listeners, if you didn't hear it earlier, Hikikomori's uh, like severe social withdrawal or isolation. Yes. Yeah. Um, man, that's wild. Yeah. Welcome to the NHK. That's the bit. That's the big one. Yeah. That's yep. that whole show is about it. Yeah. Yep. It's actually uh, about also the, the moment in time when the show was created or when the uh, manga was created, uh, because the NHK is a broadcasting company and a lot of people that were hikikomori, uh, the NHK was airing specials about it at the time. Uh, and the people that were hikikomori were very upset about, or at least some of them were very upset about that because it was a widely publicized condition and people were starting to know enough to identify them uh, and talk about them, which was upsetting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was going to say this next question on here, um, but I think you just answered it with welcome to the NHK. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> was, is there, so like anime often features fantastical or exaggerated elements. How do you think these elements affect the portrayal of mental health issues in anime and, or could they, you know, can they still provide valuable insight into real world mental health struggles? Sure. Yeah, I think uh, it really depends on the the literacy of the people watching it in some ways, um, you know, because some people just, you know, it, they'll miss certain allusions or references to things. Sure. Um, but, you know, I, I will say that uh, sometimes a more abstract portrayal of something is more accessible for people uh, because it isn't like here's this documentary of someone talking to a doctor about this. It's like here's a real world portrayal of somebody dealing with something. And, you know, if you can read between the lines enough, maybe that resonates for you or maybe you see some of yourself in that. Um, so there's that piece of it. Um, sometimes it's easier. Uh, I will also say that one of the things I use a lot in treatment is sort of what I would call like the healthy psychological distance between you and whatever the informational content is. Um, so if you can like watch an anime, for example, where there's like several levels of abstraction between you and the anime character. Um, Sometimes that makes it uh, more subtle what you're watching, but you still internalize it. You still identify with it. Um, and for some people, that distance allows them to kind of safely handle a topic that, uh, you know, that might be distressing if it was really in your face, you know, um, especially with, you know, uh, if you put certain kinds of content in something, um, you are likely to have somebody watching it that gets upset or offended or, uh, you know, uh, re-traumatized mental place. Yeah, re-traumatized, definitely. Yeah. Okay. I think anime itself is a nice abstraction. Sure. Just because it's a cartoon, you know? It, uh... It's, it's like, more relatable, and also, like, you know it's not real. Well, some people know it's not real. <laughs> <laughs> some people know it's not real. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, that that's a good... That's a good, uh... Comment there. Well, I almost kind of like... It's, oh. it's kind of funny that you say that, Nick, because that's almost kind of like... <laughs> like when I'm sad or angry, I'll go listen to sad or angry music. And it's the, you know, 
my mom has always been like, why would you go listen to something that's sad or angry if you're sad or angry? Why not listen to something happy or upbeat instead? And I'm like, because it makes me feel better. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, um, you know, it's like, why would you go listen to, why would you go listen to, uh, you know, when you're angry, why would you go listen to Hammer Smash Face by a Cannibal Corpse? So Because I want to fucking smash someone's face with a hammer. Like, like, you know what I mean? Like, that's what I want to do. Except it's I'm not going to. the title. Yeah, it's like, it's, it's in the name. Like, you know what I mean? It's cathartic. But I don't actually, but I don't want to fucking go to jail. So I'd rather just listen to this. You know what I mean? Um, But that's almost, a, it's, it's interesting that, that Nick says that. Because it's exactly like, it almost like, a, you don't feel alone. Right. But I think if there was an anime where it was like, here's a depressed kid or whatever, and this is this is their exact same symptom you have. Look how look how look how they struggle with it. I think if it was in your face like that, it would make me feel bad. You know what I mean? Like versus watching another character go through similar things, but not like maybe necessarily having the exact same symptoms as I do or what have you, I suppose. But like. Um, I guess like obviously like there are bad depictions of certain things, right? So like are there any examples of anime that you watch? Like cause obviously you're out here watching anime to like not only help for with your work, but obviously because you enjoy it, right? But like oh, yeah, sure. ha- has there been a time where you were watching something for the first time and you were like, Oh, that's kind of a weird depiction of that, but you still kind of enjoy it and you just don't set you just don't use it for your work. Like you still enjoy it, but like you don't use it for your work, obviously, but like, has there ever been a time where you saw something and you were like, Oh, that's terrible. Like, why would they write the character or something this way? Yeah. I will say there are some that are pretty rough. Um, so like, for example, rising of the shield hero is a good example. Um, <laughs> where like, uh, that's a really unhelpful portrayal of something that's really important. Um, and I'm not here to say like they're entirely wrong in it and it's not clever and artistic, but like, Ugh, if I was writing, I wouldn't have done that. Um, yeah, <laughs> is Psychopaths um, like Psychopaths is a really cool series. At least the first season of it is and uh, the first movie. Um, but it's really problematic from a mental health standpoint. And like there are some parts of it that I think are OK, but there's also some parts of it that are like, wow, like. You're killing people that are mentally ill and portraying them as criminals. <laughs> yeah. That's awful. Like, congratulations. You've set things back a long time. I yeah, know right. Like, yeah. Like one flew Damn. over the cuckoo's nest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's that level of thing where it's like, man, like this is outdated and it's kind of rough. And I understand like it's a clever, like dystopian situation. And, you know, uh, I, certainly a lot of people that watch it don't get any negative message from it. But sure, if somebody watches something like Psychopaths and comes away with, people that are act different or have different mental health than us are dangerous. Like that could kill somebody and like, don't be doing that. Right. 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 Um, so have you seen all of psychopaths? Um, so full disclosure, I have not watched like the later seasons and the later sure. movies. Uh, cause you know, I, I, I got my fill in the first one. I think I watched like the second season and it was like, Hmm. That wasn't as good as the first season. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, sometimes, yeah, I mean, that's, I've done that plenty. Sometimes it just like, it turns you off enough where you're just like, or you're just bored with it at that point. You're just like, I don't, I'm good. You know what I mean? Um, And uh, yeah, no, I totally relate to that, I guess. Um, I have a question. Um, 
Have you ever analyzed Wonder Egg priority? Oh, that's yeah, that's a good question. I haven't actually. Ooh, could you please? (laughs) Yeah, like have you? (laughs) Yeah, like well, first of all, have you watched it? Not enough to to talk about it off the cuff. I have to like re like sit down and like rewatch it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, because like when I first watched it, and I'm and I'm and I'm sure some like knows as well. Um, like for me, it definitely resonates in like the at least for me and like mental health and and what value of people for me resonate in that show and just how the characters deal with a bunch of things that and all the events that happen in that show. So I was just I was just curious, like if you ever, you know, did like I thought you didn't like it. Me? No, I loved it. I don't know where you got that information from. No, that was me, Sam. Oh, because I remember Actually, no, I didn't I did not like I, I thought it was I thought it was good, but I remember you guys liked it a lot. I more. remember Danny saying that she didn't like the ending or the last episode and then or something. I don't know. Anyways. Um That was me. I was pretty sure it was both of y'all. Anyway, which one is Wingus and which one is Dingus? Both of you. Um, <laughs> like, uh, um, no, yeah, Wonder Egg Priorities. If Evangelion didn't exist, that's probably my next. That's my favorite thing ever. Um, it deals with suicide in girls in Japan, in teen girls. Oh yeah, okay. And so it's very trauma heavy. There's a lot of depiction of traumatic things in it so trigger warning but like sure um you know it's that would be interesting to talk about with you honestly and obviously like you know i don't want to be like oh well i know a doctor and then i just you know fucking go with you with every fucking mental health traumatic thing ever like i don't want to do that (laughs) but if i had if i had to i would say that one yeah that's a good question i didn't think about that one but yeah it's I rewatched it like I don't know three or four times. I've I, I love it. It's I a lot of people did not like the last episode. I personally loved it, um, but yeah. Are you talking about the special that came out? Yeah, the end. Yeah. 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 yeah, 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 yeah. I don't even remember what happened in that. I remember nobody liking it except for me and like two other people. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah. Anyways. Good question, Danny. Yeah, you should. That's there's our recommendation to you. There you go. <laughs> you oh, want? I'll have to watch it. Yeah. I'm always that, looking for uh, for stuff that like has good content in it. So I appreciate the recommendation. Yeah. Another one I would say is Penguin Drum. I feel like that one. If you haven't seen that one yet, I have um, not. Yeah, that one is like another kind of like. That's another heavy one. Hit, like it's a heavy hitter. Um, I mean, I have like. Me personally, I kind of have a I have a hard time watching it because of my past trauma and with relationships and stuff. So like but I did enjoy it when I did watch it. The show just reminds me of like a person that I watched it with and it's like one of their favorite anime. So I kind of like get triggered by it and like thinking about past stuff that happened in my life. So but that one also has like hidden messages of, you know, between like 
the two characters and their sister and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, that one's another really good one. I think the way Ikuhara directed it, it's just like... I mean, Ikuhara is like, I would... I, Sam, you were talking about picking brains of creators. I would love to pick crawl in there. Iku- I yeah. would love, I would literally crawl into Ikuhara's uh, brain, like just, yeah. just, just to see how he ticks. So I personally enjoyed Sadazanmai a little bit more than Penguin Drum. Yeah, Sadazanmai was was really good too. Be, that one, I mean, I had a catchy ED OP. I forget which one. Both. Kai might think I'm a, a bitch for that one, but like, I, <laughs> we always talk about Kai on here. We're always like, Kai's gonna hate us <laughs> if we say this, but like. Uh, um, <laughs> But no, that's a that's a good alt question also, Danny, because like Wonder Egg Priority almost kind of blends genres in a way to kind of just tell this one message, mm-hmm. which kind of leads me to this question that Nick had on here. Um, like anime obviously has a diverse range of genres from romance to horror, shonen, whatever. Um do different genres kind of take play in like how you handle certain mental health themes or in your work, I guess, or like does one genre may does one genre perhaps in your experience or in your opinion, I guess, handle some mental health depictions more effectively than others? Like, okay, for example, right? Here's a, here's a good, like, Example for this question to go along with this question. Mm. Hikikomori, right? It's like self-isolization or people who are nervous or don't have friends or whatever. There's Komi can't communicate, which is like she doesn't want to isolate herself, but she just has a hard time verbalizing and talking to people, right? Um, There's, of course, other anime where where um, like Bochi the Rock. That's another one. These both these animes are considered like, you know, Komi is considered like a romance and a comedy, where Bochi is kind of considered just a comedy. Do you think those? Do you think maybe Komi portrays that anxiety, that social anxiety, well versus like maybe a more dramatic anime with a character with the same issue, or you know, like like if there's a drama or a horror. That has the same kind of character as Comey, has social anxiety or heavy anxiety. Do you think one would depict it better than the other? Or um and just 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 so just so I you're aware, I think I mean I've heard that the kind of social anxiety that's portrayed in Comey is pretty well portrayed, but like I don't have that. I'm ambiverted, so I wouldn't know, I guess. I'm very talkative. I'm on a fucking podcast for God's sakes. But like, you know, like, (laughs) like is, do you think one genre may make it worse or do you think that's all on the writer? Yes, that's a really good question. I I think if we were to paint with a really broad brush, um, I think there are some trends. Um, I will say like things like Shonen kind of stuff sometimes don't deal with things super well um, just because the priority is elsewhere and it's like, Sure. Here's this horrific stuff happening and we're not going to pay attention to that because like these dudes are punching each other in the face and you're like, yeah, fair enough. Um, I will also say that uh, sometimes it really depends on like the context that the show takes place in. Um, So like, for example, comedy can be a really good example um, where you can get really 
authentic portrayals of something that makes sense. And also if they're structuring the joke, so they're making fun of the person that's having the problem um, that can actually be really hurtful. Uh, that's actually a right. thing in Hikikomori where it's like, if you go back 15 or 20 years, like all of the anime, they're all making fun of them. They're all joke or villain or something like that. And that's really hard versus like a lot more modern stuff. Yeah, those characters are still funny, but they're sort of in on the joke now. And like we're we're all having fun together, which I think is important. Um, I will say things like romance um, sometimes portray some things really well and some things really poorly. Uh, so, for example, like sometimes romances, if they're not a particularly uh, sunny romantic show, um, show you really what really bad relationships look like. Um, right. Which is valid. But, you know, because nobody wants to watch a healthy relationship in a show or if they do, they want to sparingly. Um, horror can be another uh, issue because sometimes horror can handle things really nicely in an allegorical kind of a way. Um, and sometimes like here's this person who has this mental health thing. They're murdering everyone. And you're like, eh, yeah, that's that's not great. Yeah. Because they were deprived like this and had this as a child or some weird thing like that or whatever. Yeah, they're now I understand is like a, a function of narrative, right? Like you, you need yeah. to have someone understand why the character is like that. But also like like a like a Yandere, for example, like this person is unhealthy, obsessed with a romantic partner and like is stalking them and maybe going to kill them. Like that's an issue because that's actually a thing that happens. And, uh, you know, portraying it as like a villain or as a joke or something like that might might uh, diminish the impact of it. I will say it, it does depend on context too, like. Uh, for example, Sayonara Zetsuba Sensei um, is a show that handles a lot of things pretty well. And also, like, it has a really uh, wild and nonsensical portrayal of Hikikomori. Um, so it's like, OK, so you can even miss like within shows sometimes and, you know, adaptations and things happen and change over time. So, you know, what used to be working maybe didn't work now if you watch it, that kind of stuff. Well, I think it's also important to say, too, like, you're not necessarily saying for the anime that are you saying that portray them poorly, you're not necessarily saying that people can't enjoy them, but maybe to just have like a conscious like awareness of, hey, this is not a good depiction of this kind of thing. Right. Like, I mean, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like one of the things I do a lot when I go to cons and talk to people is talking about like literacy, uh, mental health literacy of media, because it's not that anime creators are like sitting behind their desks and like drawing things to make mentally ill people look bad. It's that maybe they have their own biases that are leaking out onto the page, or maybe there's something cultural going on that's different from whatever culture you're based in. Right. Um, and also just being aware of the portrayals that you are shown of stuff. Like if you only get one kind of portrayal of one kind of person, uh, you should probably look for a different portrayal, um, not because that portrayal is entirely wrong, but because it would be useful for you to have a different point of view. Um, and look, we all enjoy problematic stuff or stuff that isn't accurate or things like sure. that. Um, that's totally fine and normal. It's just as long as you don't like uh, uncritically internalize information that you've received and then like regurgitate it onto other people. Uh, that's when the issue would happen, probably. Well, I think that's like one of the biggest issues in general and just life in general, right? Is people have a, oh, yeah. a a paper thin understanding of the world. You know what I mean? And uh uh I think even that's my me. even my <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I was gonna say I was gonna say, I think even myself, you know, there's things that happened to me in recent years. Um, 
that I'm learning to adapt to and I have to unlearn biases and things I've had in my mind that I inflict upon myself and people around me that I have to like get rid of. Right. So that's a um, big thing of like, if you watch something too and you you internalize it and it makes you feel a way about yourself. um, Sometimes that's the point of art, but sometimes it's also like, Oh, why do I feel really bad right now? I don't Mm. understand. That's, that's sometimes a question that you should ask somebody. Right. Well, I remember it's really funny you say that because like I remember when Nick first got us to watch School Days at the beginning of our like oh, eight years eight years ago. Oh, have you seen School Days? I have, in fact. Okay, yeah, oh, you have. Okay, okay. So, <laughs> uh, you know that the main guy is Dick, right? <laughs> like I, uh, I fucking tried to say I hated the anime because I hated him, and uh, <laughs> I remember. He's not a host anymore, but uh, Quoka, he works on the background of our stuff. He was like, oh, Sam, maybe it's because you see some of yourself in that guy. And I was like, shut up, dude. And then (laughs) and there was a time in high school where I hurt some people in a similar way. So we'll just say that I'm not going to get into it. But like, (laughs) you know, I did do that, you know, so like. um, uh, maybe that's why I hated it so much. And, uh, you know, thinking about school days now, when we made Danny watch it, uh, like a year ago, um, now I love it and I love it for what it is. And, uh, Nick kind oh, of, so you, you like school days now. Okay, yeah, oh, that's right. That yeah. Danny still hates it. Okay. Yeah. Nick, Nick, Nick got me on the correct path, if you will. <laughs> um, but that being said, also, you know, I recognize that it also has probably bad depictions of certain things. Oh yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. But like for what it is, you know, it's, it's like, it's unhingedness is what I enjoy. Right. So like, um, but that being said, yeah, no, like you, like seeing yourself exactly like, you know, it's like, Oh, maybe instead of getting mad at myself, I should just, you know, do a little reflection, maybe look inward kind of thing, which like not a lot of people know how to do. Right. And I think that's sure. Maybe that's why I was so excited to reach out to you after Danny told me. Because Danny was the one who was like, this person was at Otakon, it'd be cool to talk to him. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> and so like, um, I was like, uh, God, that'd be sick, right? Because obviously like, I'm, and and a doctor, I have to tell you, like, I'm 33 years old, okay? <laughs> I, th- there's things I'm unlearning now. Mm-hmm. This taken me 30 years, 33 years. I can just uh, picture Will with like a notepad. And me laying like down, yeah. Yeah. Laying down. <laughs> it's taken me 33 years of struggling to learn and unlearn. You know what I mean? And um Absolutely. I think I and, think and that's everybody, right? Yeah, no, exactly. And yeah, I think yeah. uh more often than not, I'm not nice to myself enough to like give myself some grace. You know what I mean? Like, hey dude, you're still Mm-hmm. You're still a you're you're still kind of a, a a hoe when you should be a slut. Don't worry about it. You know what I mean. <laughs> so uh, look, that's actually one of the like wildest things that happened in psychology in the last like ten or fifteen years. Like this one like woman who was doing research was like, you know how everybody talks about how they like we have self concept and self esteem, and she's like, what if we're just, what if we just be nicer to ourselves? And like did some Impossible. research about it and it Impossible. changed everything. And people like overnight were like, holy shit, maybe we should just be nicer to ourselves. That's wild. Let's just <laughs> give that lady a position, give her money, like let her do whatever she wants. And I'm like, 
it's wild to me that that was that was the the one straw that people were like, oh yeah, maybe I should do that. Yeah, it's like whoa. Hold on, I think you just did something. Like <laughs> it's, it's hard to do that though, because you know oh, yeah. the world is a harsh fucking place. Man. Yeah, so right. Like, oh, if I'm not perfect, it's fucking my fault. I fucked everything up. <laughs> I wouldn't get in the robot. I made my- yeah, I wouldn't get the robot. <laughs> get the robot. <laughs> well, that's a well, that and that's a good question too. Is there is there an anime that you can think of that you would cite that you could be like, hey, this is a good example of someone having that kind of epiphany like they they realize that they're stronger than they think and they should be nice to themselves to try and get past this kind of thing is there any you not counting evangelion of? besides that one besides the evangelion <laughs> right because obviously in the rebuild yeah, right. you know he started doing that obviously but like oh, you the know. original too anyway yeah oh you know you're right yeah you're right yeah. you're right depending <laughs> how you read it yeah 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 there's some good ones out there actually um some of them are more like metaphorical than sure. others um I will say a really nice example, and I'm sure I'll probably talk about it again in the course of this podcast, but uh, A Silent Voice is a good example. Um, <gasps> yeah, The main character just being like, wow, Danny's favorite. a lot. And you're like, yeah, you do. You are the worst. And so like, good. Even in trying to repair damage, like we're still not doing things the right way is a really important insight that like you can change, <sighs> you can do things differently, and you can still transgress and harm people and like because you're doing it wrong, because you need yes. to like ask yourself one more question. And that's legit. I tell people that all the time. Of like, if you if you're sitting there and you're thinking, ask yourself a question. And if you can, ask yourself a second question. Because the more questions you can ask yourself about whatever sensation you're having, the closer you're gonna get to what the thing actually is, because it's almost never about whatever the thing is. Like you're mad that the clerk at the grocery store didn't take your coupon like it's not about the right. coupon it's like it's about something else and the more questions you ask yourself yep. the better you're going to get at finding it right yeah like if you if if you get mad at a video game <laughs> right like, yeah, like, yeah. Like, nick nick <laughs> i'm gonna nick, give up let's just forfeit let's we forfeit. don't always have to get like surrender uh like surrender, 10 seconds Danny. into surrender. into unite it's okay it <laughs> just started 10 seconds in a pokemon unite hey. match little, oh, we're done i've improved i've favorite. improved slightly i've improved slightly oh you and kai you and kai are best friends already <laughs> yeah oh, you guys should play you guys should play this is yeah, the whole point of this favorite. episode. We're just trying to introduce you guys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm oh, so glad that you mentioned a silent voice. Um, that honestly made my night. Um, not, I feel like not a lot of people talk about a silent voice and, and how, Better than your name. you know, uh, I don't care about your name. It's, it's way Silent voice is much better. Is has a much oh, better. Oh God! Everybody take a drink. Everybody take a drink. Danny like, compared him. <laughs> <laughs> just don't care about your name. I'm sorry. Um, I just I you know just the fact that a silent voice you know the you know one main character is getting bullied and the other character is you know obviously bullying her and stuff, but then later. Once he gets into high school, he realizes that he's like, you know, I did a bad thing when I was a kid and I'm sorry and I want to do better. And, you know, just raising awareness, you know, and sticking up for her and everything like that was just I, it made me cry. Like, ugh, it it's, a, so it's honestly a fantastic example. And like, also, I think it does a really good job of 
not just portraying the the obvious of like here's a bully who is reformed and he has struggles that's good that's art that's whatever but like yeah restorative justice truly being forgiven and truly being a good person isn't like doing it for yourself it's not like Mm -hmm. if i do this for this person i will feel better it's what does this person need to heal from this thing that I did to them? And yeah, yeah, you know, it doesn't hit it exactly dead on every moment, but it does a really good job of just being like, hey, part of the problem of your journey of self-exploration is it's about yourself. Mm -hmm, It needs to mm -hmm. not be about yourself for about 10 minutes here for you to really understand the impact of the thing. Um, And I think that's, you know, a really good example of things that you can say, hey, you know, that that's actually worth thinking about because you know as we said like if if you can introspect a little if you can if you can (laughs) reflect openly about some of that stuff like you might not like what you see all the time but that's part of being a people right is like you can dislike things and then do something about it which Mm -hmm. that's how it has to happen though you can't just have it done for you right it's messy decide yeah it's messy absolutely um me and have you seen Oh, go ahead. Oh, go sorry. Ahead. No, I was just go gonna ahead, say. Nick. Or oh, yeah, go ahead, Nick. Yeah, you go ahead. Have you seen uh, Hibane Renmei? Oh yeah, Hibane Renmei. That's another one where where forgiveness is kind of a big theme. It's a big thing. I have not. I think I've maybe watched like the first episode. I need to like finish it though. That might be a good one too. For yeah, it's one of the, it's kind of an ugly show, but it it it's very uh, powerful. It gets so, done. Yeah. yeah, it gets done for real. Yeah, that show's tough. That show's tough. I was gonna say at the beginning, because me and Nick were friend have been friends since high school. Um, and we hadn't really hung out or talked to each other that often until we started doing this podcast. And in the beginning of the podcast, we were at each other a lot. More so I was at him a lot. And there were some times where like I fucking shouted some stupid shit to nick and uh we both we both did to be fair there was just one night nick where sorry i'm about to cry but like there was one there was one night where (laughs) where trisha was like what the fuck is wrong with you and i was like i don't fucking (laughs) don't fucking know dude (laughs) and i had to really like as 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 i call i like to call it i had to sum down right because my name is sam I had to sum down a little bit. You had to go to the world domination chat. I had to go to world domination. <laughs> but I, th- but yeah, no, it's messy. It's messy. Oh, yeah. It's not, it's not, it's not like a thing where you're just like, you just make the bridge and get over it. It's like, no, you actually have to go and like buy the wood and the hammer and the nails and all of the other equipment you need. And then you have to, you have to maybe ask for help. You have to, you have to buy the protective gear to put it together. You have to get safety goggles. You have to, you have to do a bunch of stuff. You know, you're probably going to scrape your knee doing it or hit your, you're going to hit your thumb with the hammer once or twice. You know what I mean? Like it's not, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, oh, yeah. which is, well, which I, is cool I think because good. I think, I think that answered question four pretty well this past 10 minute conversation, but yeah, sorry, go ahead. What were you going to say? Oh no. Yeah. I was going to say like, just to tag onto it. Like, I think it's a really better uh, example than you would think, because like the honest truth is like building a bridge, like, yeah, sometimes building bridges kills people. <laughs> It's dangerous work, but like yes. also you could you could shoot a nail through your hand with a nail gun and like that would suck. It would hurt a lot, but 
it's not an unrecoverable situation. And like a huge amount of psychological growth is just letting yourself be uncomfortable enough to to get in there and fix whatever the thing is. Because like, yeah, you you might bust yourself up real hard, but that's the point. Like Mm -hmm. the point isn't to feel comfortable. The point is to like be uncomfortable in productive ways, at least some of the time. Like, look, don't buy into being too productive, but psychological discomfort is part and parcel to existing and so as long as you can occasionally use it well uh you're you're gonna do okay and that's a that's actually a good question before i get before i ask this last one or we ask this last one i have one more and danny may have danny has another one is there is there an anime that you would cite to like perhaps tell that advice to like so say say it was me, right? And I was it was it was me coming at Nick like it was eight years ago, seven years ago, and um, and and you were trying to tell me, well, maybe you got to look at yourself, homie. Mm-hmm. What maybe you gotta, maybe you gotta look inward and ask yourself why you're being such a bitch to Nick. You know, is there an anime that you would cite or reference to tell me that or to help me understand that? Yeah, so this is one of those things where you can uh, you can do a lot of uh, behind the scenes magic depending on what your relationship with the person is. Um, sure. If you're not super well connected to them, you might just you know, what do you watch? Something generic, and you just like go off that. But if you know somebody really well and like oh they like this kind of thing, you can really bust out something that's unique to people. Um, I will say I get a lot of mileage out of like your like big three kind of series, um, the ones that everybody watches because then most people are literate enough in them to get your example. Sure. Um, but like I use Naruto a huge amount to be like, yeah. hey, there's this character that does this thing. Like, OK, you remember that scene where this is happening? They're like, yeah, like, look, like uh, I actually a colleague of mine, uh, he did a, a presentation at a convention I was at and it was about naruto and like self-reflection and he used the example of there's a scene in i think it's shippuden in one of the training arcs where naruto like goes to like the waterfall and it like shows him the dark reflection of himself um and he has to come to terms with like the inner turmoil and all the hate and negative feelings he has and you know he tries to fight it and he tries to do all these violent things to it and like it doesn't work and obviously the solution is like this like la 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 moment where he like accepts the dark impulse that he has in himself and like attempts to heal it um but doing something like that would mean like hey you've seen this kind of scene right like do you remember when this happened like in what way might that relate to what you're going through or um sometimes you do it the opposite way where somebody will mention something and you're like you know, uh, part of the trick is having to be literate enough to understand the example they're giving. But I mean, I had somebody talk to me about uh, trauma one time and they used an example of uh, the Silent Hill video game series. And I was like, "Mm, that's not my jam, but like I'm literate enough. Like, hey, in that game, this happened. Is that what you're referencing? And they're like, no, 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 no. It's not like weird. It's this other part of it that I uh, identify with. And so, you know, sometimes it matters quite a lot in how you get that delivered to you. But uh, that's actually a thing you can get. You can get a licensed competency now or certification competency in, you know, nerd therapy or geek adjacent therapy. Where like, how do you use movies and anime and games in helping people? So That's so wild to me. That's like when he was yeah. before Sage Mode, right? Like before. Uh, pain. Yeah, I think it's. Yeah. 
I, I genuinely I'd have to think think about it really hard. But yeah, I think it is it's before Sage Mode. It's before uh some of the major like mid to end plot points. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Fucking wild. Fucking wild, dude. Mm-hmm. Fucking wild. D- uh, Danny, what were you gonna you were gonna ask something? Um, I was gonna ask, like, so have have you seen like the show Real Life? Yes. Okay, so what are your what are your thoughts as a, a psychologist with like the shows that kind of I'm going to give you a second chance to redo your whole life so that you can achieve things better than you are right now? I think it's a really interesting narrative fantasy that kind of gets at something that's really core about being a person which is like everybody has some right. level of like, I would do this totally differently or I would, you know, in a romantic sense, trade all of this to get this, you know. Um, so I, I think the the premise really speaks to people in a lot of ways. But uh, I think also one of the powers of shows like that um, is that it can show you how people prioritize things um, mm-hmm. when they are given that chance. And I think that says a lot about people. But I also really appreciate when a show like that kind of goes into a certain amount of depth or detail in the trials and tribulations of that. Um, mm-hmm. Cause you know, I appreciate mm-hmm. one where like people are happy and they live their you know best lives, but also like, I appreciate one where like, Oh yeah, that didn't turn out hor- that turned out pretty horribly. And also the things you assumed that you knew about your life, having lived it, I think is a really important thing that you can show somebody because just mm-hmm. cause we like live our own lives in first person most of the time, uh, doesn't mean we actually understand any of it um, and doesn't right. mean we actually know what is happening. And so if you go back, like you might make these mistakes that reflect the lessons that you already learned only to find out that you like learned the exact wrong lesson or that you were taught the wrong lesson, perhaps um, kind of depends on the context. But yeah, I, I appreciate the what it does with mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, it's like Tokyo Revengers, right? It's like yeah, I was just about back, to say that he fucks something up or something gets fucked up because he didn't know the whole yep. thing. There was more than one person that you know at at work. You know, it's kind of like oh shit, you know. But um, yeah, uh, well, I think it also does a nice job of like displaying the complexity that's involved in being human, right? That like. Oh, yeah. Causality and the universe don't work the way we think they do. And our brains are just trying to make sense of that. And we do that in strange and uncomfortable ways. But also, like, there's a power in being able to kind of let that go a little and, like, control what you can control. And then the rest of it is just kind of up to whatever's going to happen, because in the same way that you never know what's going to you know, maybe get you killed or, you know, those kind of things like you also don't know what little thing it is going to be that pays it forward and becomes really massive in your life. Um, and I think that's a really cool example that those kind of series can give you. Man, after hearing you say that and knowing what happens at the end of Tokyo Revengers, I'm just like, God <laughs> fucking damn it. <laughs> Anyways, Dan, you haven't read the end of it. Yet, I haven't, right? I'm rereading it. Cause like I, I, you know me, I, I read like, 21 you read all in like a day no <laughs> yeah. i i read like 21 volumes in three days so yeah. um, but then you stopped right because yeah you got to yeah yeah you should just so tell me what you think of the ending when you get there because it's yeah anyways i uh, i heard like a lot of people didn't like it and all that kind of 
stuff. So I mean, like, it just, I'm trying. Okay, never mind. I'm not gonna say. I'm it. trying I'm to calm. like. I'm, calm. <laughs> I'm trying to be open minded about it. Like, I, I the the series like it. It got me to read 21 volumes in three days. So like it's it's definitely a hitter for me because like it just it it impacted me so much that I was just like, I need to know what happens. Like, you know, right. so um, so that's why, like, I literally read three volumes within three days. Like I lost you know, sleep because I couldn't stop yeah. reading. I couldn't, I just could not put it down. So, yeah. um, it, it, that, ha it had that big of an impact on me. So I am trying to keep like an open mind about when you it. you get there. Yeah. Yeah. So just let me know when you do <laughs> put a pin on it. Yeah. Um, then we could do a fucking, podcast on it yeah, yeah it, i want to a bunch of bitches. <laughs> no I, I just to kind of give you this last question shout out to nick for putting these questions on here because he put these better questions on here um well actually let me look at this really quick okay never mind um mental health sucks and you should get over it no i'm just kidding <laughs> no oh, just be happy <laughs> Says the person who gets so effective and bipolar. No, um, mental health is a complex and multifaceted topic, yeah? In yeah. your personal or professional or, you know, what have you opinion, um, what aspects of mental health are commonly explored in anime, and are there any underrepresented or overlooked aspects that you believe deserve more attention? Ooh, yeah. So that's a good question. Um, I will say that I think a lot of anime tend to sort of overrepresent certain things i think because a they're easy to portray and b they drive plots really nicely um so things like anxiety i think are pretty overrepresented in anime i don't think it's a bad thing there's a million different flavors of anxiety um but i think anxiety is pretty commonly explored uh, especially social anxiety just because it can drive a plot yeah. um so i think that's the thing um you know and that's not to say that it's bad it's just that you know there's a lot of them but yeah, there's especially in recent seasons too. Oh yeah, well, a absolutely. lot of the a lot of the anime creators are are weebs, <laughs> right? So, yeah, like, I would say like uh, part of being a weeb and being an anime creator might lend itself pretty nicely to an anxious experience. Uh, but yeah, so that's uh, overrepresented, I think, and I think underrepresented or overlooked. Um, I think one of the things that I'm starting to see, but it, it depending on what you read, like you you maybe never encounter it um is like everyday depictions of people that experience mental health and not like in a boring biological kind of or a biography kind of a way but uh a story about like somebody who has a mental health thing and then just gets on with life you know um sure and i think that's a really important message to send to people because if you portray like yes this person has a mental illness yes this person struggles and also they just get on with it and they have, you know, and I'm not saying you have to portray it only positively, but I think that's a really good thing that could stand to be represented a little bit more. Um, also things that are maybe less common or uh, things that people think they know about, but maybe don't know everything about. Um, like, for example, there was a manga that was released in the last few years that was about people with developmental disorders, um, things like, you know, autism, ADHD, that kind of stuff. Um, it was really cool because it was like 
here's how this person has had to navigate a life that was not designed for them. And they're fine. Like maybe they're struggling, that kind of stuff. Um, I think that's really cool. Uh, also, I think I could always stand to see a nice like bio biographical or autobiographical of like somebody who is in the industry talking about what it's like. Um, not mm -hmm. to say that it has to be boring or anything like that, but uh, right. we well know that like how stuff gets made is an interesting story. And like, I think that one of the reasons why something like Evangelion works really well is that like Anno is very open about what his mental health has looked like and has oh, yeah. talked about it pretty openly and how it impacts the work. Um, and not to say that everybody has to feel comfortable like airing their personal stuff out. But if you can and it can kind of make sense to people like, oh, I watched your series and now I kind of know this little thing about you. Um, that feels congruent for people. And also it sometimes allows people to see themselves in both art and artist, uh, which I think is a good thing, depending on what you're looking at. Sure. What's that manga you mentioned? Which What is it called? Ooh, uh, I think it's called My Life with a Developmental Disorder or something like that. Um, oh, just straight up. OK. Yeah, it, it has developmental disorder. No, no, I, I got it. It's the the main title is My Brain is Different. Oh, That's OK. What the main title is. I'll, I'll um, give it a look. Cool. Different. Built different. Yeah. Built exactly. different. <laughs> I'll give it a, I'll give it a look. See, um, it's good. I mean, it's not going to win any awards or anything, uh, but the, the sure. story of how it got created was actually interesting. The artist got diag or the artist and writer got diagnosed with a developmental disorder late in life and then was a mangaka and was like, oh, yeah, uh, I, there's probably other stories out there. And so they went and interviewed other people that had been through similar stuff and then wrote and uh, drew their stories, which is kind of cool. Oh, that's sick. Yeah. OK, that's dope. Um, I think something you said there at the, at the end there was kind of important. Um, you said something like. Not that necessarily everyone has to be open about it, but um, that it kind of helps other people. And uh, yeah. I think uh, in my work, whether it's here on the podcast with Wingus and Dingus or my other stuff that I do, I'm always really open about it because I want people to like listen and be like oh i love this um i love that nick and sam back and forth like this i love that danny has this um i feel the same way that that sam and danny do about this and maybe people won't feel so alone you know what i mean and i've never pushed danny and nick to be open about that stuff but like it kind of comes out naturally when we're talking about even just random ass shit like oh why is kirito suck you know what i mean it's like oh it's because of this 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 and then we end up talking about something else and then maybe somebody out there listens to that and goes oh hey that's legit right and i think that like i think most creators on the internet or or not on the internet like you know writers and draw artists whatever musicians that's like the goal right is they it's like uh you want to put out something into the world where you can connect with people. And I think, uh, I think I, like, I hope we're doing that. I'd like to think we are, but I think that's another reason why, another reason why I got so excited for you to come on is because like, now we're talking about it for real, for real. Right. Cause I think we've done an episode on mental health. There's something like it 
before, but it was more like personal stuff. Like, oh yeah, I relate to this character because I, because he had diarrhea and I had diarrhea once and it sucked. You know, like I think we did that like a long time ago. I don't remember something like that. Yeah. But now here, like you know, having you come on and kind of explain some of those nuances and how you use it in your work is, I you know, I hope someone listens to this and goes, oh, that's fucking legit. You know what I mean? Like I just I think that's another reason why I was so excited for you to come on. You know, um. I don't I don't yeah. I don't pry too much into Danny and Nick's lives that much. Obviously, I show concern for them because I care about them very much. And I would I, I've I love them and I would kill for them. Honestly, I like I'll fucking kill you, dude. You know what I mean? Like, I'll fuck you. <laughs> up. But like, you know, I, I I never force them to talk about that stuff. But like when it happens and, you know, when Nick finds an, a character, an anime he really connects with and it's always so fascinating to me and I love it because it means it's doing something good for him. And um, like, I appreciate that. And I want to put that out into the world so other people can be like, yeah, dude, Nick is going through what I'm going through. You know, I, 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 I eat a lot of brown foods too. Cause Nick likes brown foods, you know, he likes pretzels and shit, <laughs> but like, you know, just or like, water flavored things. He likes water flavored yeah. Gatorade a lot. So like, you know, maybe someone out there is listening. Oh, I like water flavored Gatorade. No, it's it's a water flavored pop tart. Water flavored pop. Sorry, a water flavored pop tarts, Doctor <laughs> William. Oh, but I, I'm I'm that changes everything. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but like, anyways. So I thank you for coming on and kind of talking. You know, I'm, I can't speak for Danny and Nick too, too much. Obviously, like, um, I know them pretty well, but like, you know, obviously, I don't pry into their mental health woes all the time. Um, only when necessary, you know, obviously. Um, but like. You know, I'm pretty open about it, and um, I've always been open about it with my listeners because I wanted to cultivate a community in our Discord where they could come in and be like, be themselves and not worry that we're going to judge them for whatever. And that's, I think you coming on here is just making that more so, and that's why I appreciate it, and I appreciate your time. So uh, thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And I will say thanks for having me. I, I think the biggest thing for me in started doing this and talking at anime conventions and stuff like that. Like part of it was, I was going to those things anyway. Um, and, uh, <laughs> I was you, already a nerd. If you, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was already a huge dork. And like, <laughs> if you present, they give you a free badge. So like Hell yeah. I was poor. So oh, I'm like, yeah. ah, I can talk about stuff and also go to the con. Right. And go to the dealer's um, room. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, but part of it is also like, I, I think my experience, especially of the anime community has been that, people are open and willing to talk about stuff and are interested in the content um, more so than other fandoms in a lot of ways. Sure. And if you build it and you listen to the community and you, you ask what they want, not only will a lot of them tell you, um, but then if you put it on, they show up. And I think that's a really big deal because like this doesn't happen. Like I don't even get here to be on this podcast. If like, people aren't open to it way further back down the line. Right. And I think that's a thing that's really important that speaks both of like you all doing this in this space, but also like of the anime space more generally is, you know, I go in and I listen to people and, you know, if I see a, hear a problem that I might be able to resolve, I do my best or I put a presentation on about it, but like it truly doesn't happen without people asking for it because like, you know, I went to like, Otakon and like there's a, a huge amount of people that were there and like not in any way to be like oh yeah I'm like the best or whatever but like 
if people show up to it, like the people that put on cons aren't stupid. They're like, if there were 500 people in that room, you best believe the next time you do it, they're going to accept you. They're going to give you a bigger room. They're going to put you right you know, in a better time slot. Um, and like in that way, you kind of vote with your attention and you vote with your dollar. And like uh, that's a, a thing that anime fans are good at in some ways. Hell yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And let me ask you this, as long as you're at it, is there another con you're going to be at given a panel at soon here? I know we're getting towards winter now, right? So like fall and winter. So like, you know, con season is going to, you know, but there's some cons out in during the winter time and things like that. Are you going to anyone's upcoming here or? Uh, yeah. So I don't have anything uh, firmly on the docket just because uh, winter cons are a little bit fewer and far between. Um, sure. But yeah, I mean, I there are cons I go to basically every year. Um, so I go to Acon every year in Dallas. Um, I go to Otacon every year now uh, in D.C. Um, I'm speaking at a convention that isn't anime. It's uh, like academic called Serious Play. Uh, it's in Toronto. Uh, so if people are around there, you could go hear me talk about uh, D&D and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, other than that, uh, I post everything that I do. So if maybe you aren't around at a convention, um, you know, you can see the panels that I've done. Uh, also, I'm open to going to stuff, right? So if, you know, if you can get a con and be like, hey, this person does this, you shouldn't bring them. Um, I'm open to that kind of thing, because I will say that uh, now that I'm in a professional space, um, one of the things that's easy to do is like abuse my credentials and be like, hey, <laughs> I'm a super special person and I have I work for this university and I do this. Um, but it goes a long way if like people are like, hey, we want to see this person talk. Um, so if there's a thing you want me to be at, great. If there's a video you want me to make or a talk you want me to do, uh, I'm happy to do that kind of thing as long as it you know doesn't overly ruin my life or anything. Hear that? Bunch of bitches. I know there's a <laughs> fucking a bunch of con staffers that listen to this podcast. Truth. Holla at Chiguala. All right. Um, uh, and doctor, before you go, I got one more question. So I want to show yep. you this. I've had this thing in my armpit for a couple weeks oh, now. God, and it's there we concerning. go again. <laughs> <laughs> the classics. The classics always work. Yeah. And actually, I haven't put on deodorant in like two weeks, but it still smells like the deodorant I put on two weeks ago. Should I be worried about that? <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah yeah i think so i mean i'm not like that kind of doctor but like it smells like old you know, spice like, night panther you know night panther uh, oh god do, no 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 it's the one with the fucking <laughs> no. panther on the front with the kitty on round round round, round the panther cat panther cat dude that's my favorite part of like stuff for dudes and they're like you want to smell like a night panther and you're like oh, yeah bro no. obviously that's so fucking funny about like one of my journeys like transition like being a trans woman is i'm still stuck <laughs> yeah. on like male things that i love like i love old spice and i love oh, like yeah. cologne like i smell i love smelling like cologne show up in a dress and like full makeup and they're like dude you smell handsome and i'm like thank you like i'm just like, <laughs> like, I yeah. handsome. like like slay, slay queen but you smell handsome like it's like okay thank you yeah it's like that's, that's what i was going for part about the moment we inhabit in this world is that you can do all of those things at once and like not everybody's going to be down, but like some people are going to be like, yes, it's definitely an interesting part of like my journey transitioning. It's super funny. Um, but no, seriously, can you take a look at this real quick? <laughs> uh, see, that's actually the best part of being a doctor. And now that I have all this stuff, uh, since we're friends now, I can't actually look at it. It would be an ethical conflict. For me. <laughs> oh, hoisted by your own petard again. Oh, so. Damn it. The amount of times I've dropped that on my family is great. They're like, I need help with this. And I'm like, oh, sorry. Like, 
it would be unethical of me to say anything. Oh man, isn't that such a shame? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> See, I can't do that in my profession because, like, oh yeah, <laughs> you know, if I have family who's like, oh Danielle, can you, you know, my back hurts. Can you, you know, massage my shoulders and stuff? I'm all like, they're oh. taking advantage of you. <laughs> yeah. You're like, no, get but a new I, back. I actually, <laughs> I actually do make them make appointments with me though, because like, good, yeah, yeah, make them pay. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, I'll do, I'll do it for free. Like my mom, I'll do it for free. No, you're but like, than me. <laughs> I, I do like, if she'll at like, unless it's an emergency, like with my mom, especially if she actually like is in diehard like in pain, I will drop everything. Ooh, like a hat and just help her but majority of the time i do like make people okay like i'm available this day are you available that day because you know i'm not i'm not just gonna like come over and and do that for you like i i'm tired there's a whole seinfeld episode on that <laughs> god everyone's like a shot Jerry, Jerry gets oh, a massage therapist yeah, girlfriend we did it we got there we got he it. keeps like putting her hands on his shoulders like oh my shoulders are so stiff uh, <laughs> oh like man the only reason he dated her. my shoulders <laughs> oh man doc thank you for coming on i appreciate your time this has been amazing this is like i love these kinds of topics you know we've been reviewing so much shit lately that i'm just like Nah, man, I want to talk about some shit. Like, let's talk about some. Let's get in there. You know what I mean? So, I appreciate your time. I'm, I'm, I'm really excited that you were on here, and um, it's been really, really awesome. And I hope people get a lot out of this. And again, links in the description for uh, Doctor William. And like, there's so there's hit that subscribe button, okay? Let's let's get subbed. Let's get these. Let's pump these sub numbers up. Uh, a lot of panels on here that you can watch. Um, Mental Health and Anime Psychopaths, Review of Final Fantasy IV, Looking Back at a Class... Oh, by the way, Final Fantasy IV is one of my favorite Final Fantasies, just so you know. It's one of mine also. I uh, I played the first four and a half for like a like yearly series. Um, uh, four was my favorite, and one was my second favorite. One? People don't realize how good one is, man. Like Stealthy good. It's also like D&D, but like a game, and like I love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The reveal at the end is just, oh, holy shit, dude. It's so Chef's good. Chef's kiss. Chef's kiss. Um, Shinji Akari, character deep dive. Like, I mean, that that's on there, right? And then, obviously, oh, yeah. um, I, a little behind-the-scenes sausage. Uh, the doc had told us that he is upgrading his equipment to upload some of these other panels he's got going on. So you can be excited about that. Um, uh, but, yeah, dude, putting it out there. The description's in the... The, or the link is in the description okay so go sub follow visit the website and uh again thank you for coming on well i appreciate your time it's, it's been amazing so um if you uh guys would like um i can send you a picture of my armpit so you guys can take a look also because i don't oh, think God. dr williams much help <laughs> But that being no, said, unfortunately, <laughs> uh, not being helpful. Yeah. <laughs> that being said, I love you guys very much. I love you just the way you are. I've been Sam. That's been Danny. That's been Nick. And with us tonight was Dr. William Nation. And we've been the Anime Summit Podcast. Just look really quick. Like, it, it'll take 10 seconds. <laughs> That's the thing. If you look once, then they want to like want you to look twice. And look, I don't play that game with people. 